behavior. Do you want it? You're dying for it. Jeez, what is going on? I am Almas Badat and welcome to the What Is This Behaviour podcast. This is the show where three London-based South Asian creatives speak to other South Asian people around the world who are going against the grain. Aside from myself, my co-hosts are Aaron Christian, a talented filmmaker, and Ruben Christian, an edutainer, which is a job that is, or a, a venture really, that is as interesting as it actually sounds. We now release an episode every other week, and this week we've got a guest episode with the multifaceted Anisha Kotwani and singer, songwriter, and recording artist Gavia. Ruben wasn't able to make this episode, but in the next hour or so, myself, Aaron, Anisha, and Gavia talk about the business of music, finding your other half, really, creating your dynamic duo international status and taking sounds from India all around the world, hopes for the future of music and South Asian representation, and most imminently, how the two are prepping for the Dialed In Festival, which takes place in London on the 9th of April, 2022. Let's get straight into it. What is this behaviour? Okay, so welcome to another episode of What Is This Behaviour, the podcast where we explore the South Asian community going against the grain all around the world. And today we have Anisha Kotwani and Gavya, um, and we're across three different time zones because uh, I was going to say Almas, but I'm Almas. Almas <laughs> and Ruben, myself and, and no man, Aaron. Oh my God, oh, too many gosh, people. Yeah. Ah, okay, so Aaron <laughs> and myself are in London. Anisha, Anisha, you're in Mumbai, right? Yeah, I'm currently in Mumbai. Yeah, and what's the time where you are? It's almost 15 to 11. Okay, p.m., like PM. getting close to midnight, yeah. Oh, wow. It's um in it. It's quarter past six <laughs> here in the evening. And then Kavya, where are you and what time is it? I am currently in LA and it's ten sixteen AM. So I think I'm the winner. I get the whole <laughs> thing ahead of me. You <laughs> are the winner, yeah. <laughs> What a way to start your day as well, in great <laughs> company and conversation. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Um, you're both going to be in London very soon, ahead of Dialed In, um, the yeah. second edition of Dialed In, which is a festival in London, which started last year with an all South Asian lineup. And we're so excited to have you. I know, right? How are you guys feeling about it? Oh, man, I'm so excited because I feel like, you know, India has always hosted artists, but this is mm -hmm. the first time we're getting the host, we're being hosted. And there's this, you know, there's a mic towards the South Asian diaspora. And I feel like I've always been in awe of Indians and South Asians being super, super talented. And so, you know, to get to see different artists is actually my secret uh, winner point. Hmm. And, you know... I'm actually really, really, really stoked for it. Yeah, Jeez. I think I'm just happy to be back after two years, after like not being able to get out of the country. Uh, it's just nice to be able to like get on a flight and like a long distance flight, although I'm dreading wearing a mask for nine hours. But 
uh, I think it's going to be super exciting just to reconnect with friends, old, new, kind of just uh, get a pulse of what things are like musically and uh, see where we want to take things ahead for ourselves from there. We're so excited to have you. It's going to be a legendary time. Um, and before we move on, I think we had a chat. So if anyone's listening, we have we always have a little bit of a, a brief before we start recording. And um, we were talking about how we would introduce Anisha and Kavya. And actually, Anisha had the idea of the two introducing themselves. So take to the stage, girls. Let's see what, what what comes up and like and what you, and, and what we learn. I'm I'm excited. This is fun, and I feel like this is probably something when uh myself it's like Aaron a cool exercise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, when we do our next like us episode, maybe us three can have a go at it as well. So let's hear what you got to say, Anisha. This okay. was your idea. You take the mic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go first for sure. Um, oh my god, I don't know where to start. Um. I think um, Kavya, um, of course, if I have to describe her um, as to what she does by profession, she is a singer-songwriter, performing and recording artist. But more importantly, I think she is uh, one of the most inspirational uh, people I've met because she is so diverse and versatile and there's nothing that she's not good at, which absolutely baffles me. <laughs> like if you talk about like from like acting to like dancing to like music to like art to like fashion, you know, she's so in the know of um, everything that uh, spells creative and um, an extremely hands-on DIY sort of a creative who um just knows uh just just likes to get involved and get things going you know if there is going to be a team or if there's not going to be a team or you know there are times as creatives we have to do it ourselves because we can't always afford it and she's just always been at the forefront of you know getting the ball rolling no matter what and I think working with her um, has been a lockdown development for both of us. We started working in 2020. So a lot of our time has been spent on Zoom calls. And, mm. you know, we never really got the time to meet. Um, we've probably met, you know, a few times so far. The last one being very special because we shot a music video up in the hills. And uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to be around her because she just pushes me to be a better version of myself. Um, so yeah, that's Kavya Trihan for you guys. Oh my God. Wow. Jeez, <laughs> how are you going to live up to hard, that? How are you going to top that? <laughs> I, oh my God. I, I, could, I could write an essay. <laughs> that should be a topic. Oh, wow. That's a beautiful wow. description though. That's, uh, that's so amazing. Amazing to hear. <laughs> oh my God. Anisha, I obviously love you. I don't know what else I can say. That's um, more than enough. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to try my best. Anisha Kotwani. Um, I'll start with my introduction to Anisha Kotwani is this human being who has been doing so many incredible experienced, um, experience-based musical events. And I would think there's this huge bunch of um, massive team behind it. But the mother, the the boss lady, the brainchild, the 
the the forward thinking the world traveled genius is one person which is anisha <laughs> and um of course you can y- you already know that our love was a love lockdown love where we introduced mm-hmm. ourselves and we were like let's be one another's teammates but what made me feel comfortable is the fact that anisha in her core is a creative person herself so it takes one mm-hmm. to see one and we resonated with just the fundamentals of a collaboration which is not not based on anything but like mindedness constant challenging one another and expressing creatively and so if i can say that yes i do like to explore all creative forms but there's nobody else i would rather explore it with because anisha knows how visuals work how music works she has been uh, an, an amazing curator of music she runs so many shows on the radio space and she's done events she has obviously created this genius monster called wavelength that is through one person and i think she's an absolutely incredible human being who when faced with all challenges can take it up like a queen <laughs> and that's very inspiring for me Aww. um i'm obviously not going into like the 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 bio but yeah. uh, <laughs> i should right <laughs> i should go into the so, bio side of things anisha kotwani likes sindhi food anisha kotwani <laughs> anisha kotwani looks like brave slash moana but long and behold anisha is um a very very creative individual who has kind of put her feet in different different areas when it comes to music apart from events apart from playlisting apart from hosting main, many shows on worldwide or bbc um she's also someone whom i see this relationship going for years and years because we get to create together and we get to make amazing music music videos but also challenge ourselves as human beings and i'm really really lucky to have you i love you Oh it's a <laughs> it's a love lockdown love love lockdown yeah. Kanye got nothing on us so yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's so obvious that I was caught off guard Anisha why Anisha just like <laughs> read all your interviews and then been like smash shot <laughs> but no, no. <laughs> I I think it was they were both really strong introductions um and you know yes Anisha had the, has the bio and the stats and stuff but actually <laughs> both of you have um like the warmth and like you've Kavya you've still done an Anisha justice man like you know mm-hmm. it's, it's so important I think in this industry to be a whole person um and I think from hearing both of your introductions to each other um I feel like I get to receive you both as full people not just um you know your accolades which are you know not to not to take them down or anything they're still there but in addition full people Yeah I th- to to build on that mass that was such a great point and I think like what kind of struck me about both of those beautiful introductions was that I th- if if I recall correctly you both described each other's humanity or or how how great humans you guys are to one another um was that one of the the things that i guess or is still an um like an important element 
because I feel nowadays people are always kind of knocking off their accolades and like you know just explaining about how much they achieve but it's so nice to see a kind of creative partnership kind of be founded from that humanity that's so interesting is that something that's always been uh an area of your curiosity when it comes to creativity then that's the both of you guys do you want to go yeah i mean i i think i have a very simple sort of rule to life which is um <clears throat> before anything we are human beings and i feel artists are anyway very very permeable and sensitive and I feel like my dream was to create a team of like-minded people who are just great human beings in their own way. Of course, we contribute to one another's lives. But yes, I think, Aaron, for me, it's always been something I've been actively praying for, searching for. And mm. it it wasn't out of any sort of terrible experiences of of in the industry. It was just something I've wanted, something pure in a friendship. Um, looking out for one another, challenging one another. And I think um, it's a completely different vibe to work with someone who you respect as a human being versus them just yeah. telling you how to do your work. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. finding Anisha was this, this answer to all of it finally. And it took me a while. You know, I've been making music since I was 14 years old, but I think it was absolutely worth it. I think um, when, in fact, for me, um, I did have a few experiences that probably weren't the best um, when it came to working in the music industry. And uh, uh, there were some beautiful things that were created with people that, you know, I, I still who are I'm not they're still great people. But, you know, eventually uh, there have been some experiences where uh, we've had to like go our own ways and go our separate ways. And I think a lot of uh, where the name Wavelength stands fr stems from is also about um, very similar to what, uh, you know, Kavya mentioned was just seeking for like-minded people um, who, uh, you know, it it's okay to uh, be sensitive. It's okay to, um, you know, um, have your emotions involved um, when you're working in an industry like music because music is all about emotions and yes I'm not saying business isn't important yes I'm not saying that we all have to like you know sustain and make a living but uh, sometimes uh, things we get so caught up and things get like so um, aggressive and competitive and cutthroat in the music industry that I feel like you know, we can just, we all need to kind of take a step back and sort of like um, genuinely, um, you know, just connect. So I think yeah. my, uh, the human side of, uh, you know, my work in music has always been so strong and always preceded mm -hmm. the business side. And um, it's, it's tough one to balance both, but I would never... Um, I would never bypass the human side over the business mm. side ever. So that's very, very important. I think that's an amazing reflection. Um, and it feels natural to, it feels natural to do. Um, but in this 
maybe in the industry we've grown up in, it hasn't always felt like there's space for like human or a softer approach perhaps because um I mean you can give you both can give me more uh, more insight give Aaron and I both more insight because I mean there's a lot of numbers that fly around with music now um do you ever feel pressure to be able to put things out or is it totally just we're going to work on um our projects in our own time or is it a bit of both Honestly, of course, you feel you you see so many releases coming through and you feel like, oh no, I need to I need to be as choppy or as fast as everyone mm. else. And it's only human uh to feel that way. And it's kind of important because it gives you these daily reality checks of where do you want to be? Do you want to be with the crowd that's doing everything right. or do you want to be slightly different and run things on your own pace and time? And Ah, there's this, you know, there's this overexposure with social media. There are so many releases. There's so many streaming platforms that now I feel like being in a hurry defeats the purpose of actually being able to immerse yourself in the process of music mm. making. And I really suffered, and I've toiled with it, and it's been a conflict. But I'm slowly coming to realize that. things don't need to be in haste anymore you can take your time the people who like your music and 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 will still listen to you and you are never <laughs> losing out because you should be your own competition i mean it's that's really easy to say because i'm going to be like flipping on instagram right now and be like oh new song hmm? <laughs> but um but yeah to have another person in your close environment like your own manager allowing you to feel like there is no hurry usually the manager would be like chop 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 come on you have three mm. le- releases this and that but to not have that unhealthy relationship is important um yeah yeah i yeah. think uh, no, no, go it, for it, go for it. when it came to when it comes to like curating events um i think it's the same thing i probably do it all once in like two months Uh, a month and a half two months whereas you know you have promoters who are doing weekly shows and doing monthly shows and booking international acts and there's just so much happening and sometimes i feel like okay there there seems to be an overpowering presence of uh, these promoters in the scene and the industry and then that makes me feel if i need to step it up or if i need to sort of you know like amp up the frequency of things that i do but um i don't know i just like like alma said you know like we're whole people we immerse every single part of ourselves into the work that we do mind body soul so whereas whereas it's you know kavya with her music or me with curating an event um there's so much importance that you know i would like to give to um the production or the vibe or do we want to do like a different setup or decor or you know we give our little souvenirs at our gigs to people who come out and you know i ensure that you know i'm do- mostly traveling with the artist across the cities and all of that eventually takes a toll on you after you're done with like the three four city tour and then the last thing you want is to get back to another gig the next week <laughs> um so it's a very like immersive therapeutic um experience because uh, you only want to sort of um, 
um, share with the people on the dance floor what you've felt on the dance floor when you've had those special moments on the dance floor. You just want, you know, it's just it's just an act of like transcendence from like what I'm feeling to like sharing that with you. And uh, it's great that Kavya understands as well that, you know, like, I mean, sometimes I do feel that do I need to be more on it? Do I really need to push her to do more? And the answer is yes and no. But uh, because um, I see see myself so much as a creative person as well, and, you know, even though I do manage her, but I do see myself as a co-creator or just someone who's by her side, who's sort of helping her bring her vision to life. Um, I think... uh, it's been uh, a great learning experience for me as well as to when do I need to, you know, press the accelerator a bit and when do we need to like realize that at the end of the day, um, it's about telling a story. And I feel that's what's kind of lost. Uh, storytelling is just kind of lost in all of the numbers game. Yeah. yeah I'm, and I'm, oh, sorry. sorry. No, no. Now it's your turn. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was just to ask a question, actually, because <clears throat> I'm not as um, versed within the music space as Ruben and, and Alma. So, like, is that I was just going to ask a question on that relationship that you guys have as as kind of like artists and managers and and to to hear that you kind of understand, I guess, re- and truly, truly understand the kind of creative process and the artist process as well. Is that rare for that type of relationship or... Or do like some of the greatest, I don't know, partners in terms of artists and managers always kind of have that some sense of that kind of creative appreciation and understanding within music? Oh. That is, I I think it's rare. I I had an experience with the previous manager, and I've seen other artists. I yeah. think they're always on this like to do checklist space, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, okay. Um, Let's just keep doing and producing and producing. And there's mindless production after a point. It's brainless and emotionless and feelingless mm. that there's a burnout. And that's the one thing I think Anisha and I want to avoid. Of course, Anisha, you can agree on this. We keep chatting about how we should be doing a show or we shouldn't be doing a show. And we we get confused because there's an element of financial independency that comes with doing multiple shows back to back. But there is an emotional drain attached to that financial independency. So it's like a very thin line you need to constantly balance. Um, and this is my first ex- uh, my first experience with somebody who's not constantly pushing me to produce and to keep myself out and to share, overshare and exploit. This is the first time someone's telling me to... to What's the word for it? To keep things with yourself, to marinate and then really get into the thought process of storytelling. And I love that. Yeah, it's it's super rare, I think, the kind of uh, equation that we have. I also feel the other way around when you look at, you know, you have an artist and manager and then you have a manager and artist. And I think, you know, um, to be able to give somebody who is um, a partner in some form the creative space to also pursue their own sort of goals and dreams is super, super rare because, you know, uh, often you might find 
uh, artists who might think it's a conflict of interest or often you might find artists who might be not you know some people just want a solely dedicated manager and it's not that I don't enjoy being somebody's manager um it has to be you know the person that I have to sort of work with again because the desire for like-mindedness is so strong. Um, I have worked with, you know, a bunch of artists before and I have, you know, gone in and out of management and bookings a little bit and, you know, kind of had my fair share of like ups and downs and then finally to sort of come back into it, like with Kavya, am I lost? I think I'm, I don't know, maybe did I get lost no, I think I lost you for two seconds, Anisha. Oh. Just like the last oh. sentence. Oh, so basically I was just trying to say that it it's, it's it was a gut thing with, with Kavya. The gut mm. said that, you know, this is this is something that I really want to pursue. And the fact that she gives me my space to um you know, bring my ideas to life as well, um, which are obviously not related to producing music, but still in the creative space. And, uh, you know, we chat a lot and we never know where these ideas, you never know when these ideas can overlap and how it can like help each other grow in whatever we're doing. So um, it's a super, super rare equation because you don't have artists who also support you know, the team the other way around as well. And I really appreciate that Mm. about her. I think that's really beautiful because as an artist, as a musician, um, it's super, like you're super vulnerable bringing someone else to, you know, like hold your baby essentially with you. Um, And I might have the baby with my manager. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, Kavya, you said that you had started recording at 14 or making music at 14. Yeah, I'm old. Um. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? Age is a construct. (laughs) I'm just kidding, just kidding. But um, yeah, I went to this amazing school that gave me the confidence or slash overconfidence to go um, (laughs) and attend open mics and then raise my hand as the person who's like, yeah, I want to play a song. And... um, I had no clue how to strum uh, or the guitar. I just wanted to perform. I think it was just this lingering um, egocentrism probably where I was like, give me attention. Um, but yeah, I think my journey or my relationship slash codependency with music started when I was 14 at an open mic in Delhi. And wow. there was an artist called Nicholas Fu who actually mixed... Um, acoustic music with comedy and then in the end he would kind of give everyone the space to come on stage and sing whatever they want to if anybody was offended fight back catter back (laughs) and um I just was like uh, yeah yeah me me I the guitar was huge I was like puberty stage and I was like wow am I gonna do this but (laughs) I think uh, it was really important to realize that there's no nothing goes wrong you're not doing anything wrong when you're expressing yourself and having fun in that moment. And I try my best to carry that forth. And then the growth came with uh, learning that there is there are softwares that you can use. You don't always have to go to a studio to realize your song. And then 
I started producing when I was um, really late in life. I had a band in the middle for seven years. Um, and yeah, I I will still always credit the feeling I had at that moment where, you know, I felt judged by nobody, especially by myself, not judged by myself. And now it's difficult. I judge myself so much. I have to mm. get all these skills. I need to be the best producer, best performer. And um, I'm trying my best to l- unlearn all of these strange mm. societal... To yeah, yeah. To manage yeah. these weird feelings that grow in you. Uh, insecurities that come with, you know, constantly sharing your work and then slightly being a public individual as much mm. as you think your art is private. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. I have been making music for quite a long time. <laughs> How would you describe your sound? Um, oh, uh, mm, mm, uh, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, I guess, uh, um, I think it's, I would say, vocal provocative and emotional and it resides in the soundscape of experimental acoustic singer songwriter pop electronica wow, I, love that. <laughs> I, love that. I kind of actually yeah i think that you've landed on that have you practiced that before is that just completely off the cuff no no i just realized i already like cuff. embarrassed myself with the Anisha question, now no. I'm just going to keep making shit up. <laughs> I, no, I think you didn't embarrass yourself. <laughs> We've just gone through waves, right? Like, like mm. it depends on mood. Like, sometimes it's yeah. somber. Sometimes it's, mm. like, groovy. Like, we want to, like, um, really sort of um, navigate through different moods. Um, I think that is something that... I feel is exciting for her mm. if I'm right because now she's like in a groovy mood I want to make something a little groovy mm. sometime yeah, back it was too. like sometime back it was like I'm loving the somber melancholic vibe so it can be somber. yeah so it could be I think that's it's, it's hard to sort of encompass everything could, I was just about to say the question could have been phrased better with like what music are you making right now you know, because mm. as people, we evolve all the time and our art evolves all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, I, I, I want to always say anti-genre, anti-pop, anti-this, anti-that. But that's just being rebellious and confusing the world. Um, but you're absolutely right, Almas. Like the thing that I want to do with my music is I suck at talking. But I'm okay singing about the things that I experience, what I feel. And I am constantly influenced by my surroundings, the artists I listen to. And I want to start celebrating that uh, mano-i-mano relationship. So I don't want to be stuck in only pop and somber. Tomorrow I want to make dancey music. One day I want to be stuck in the 118, 120 BPM space. One day I want to be 145 and drum and bass it out. Wow. And <laughs> it's okay to be confusing is what I'm coming to terms with. Yeah. 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 It's it's interesting. I'm I'm trying to reflect it and again my, my background isn't in 
in music i'm trying to kind of relate it to film and it's like i guess it's like if someone said you're only ever going to make one genre of of you know like you're only ever going to stay in i don't know documentary you're only ever going to stay in horror it's like as a filmmaker you'd never you want to kind of make stories right or 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 films or tell stories and it's like you may be well versed in one area but like god that sounds terrible for like me to think oh you only you can only ever be limited by one space so um i guess exactly. i guess that's similar right yeah exactly like imagine you just have to keep making ring one two three four five six seven eight nine ten like no you want to make flubber <laughs> I, I think i think you can you can experiment with different you know styles and genres but there still has to be something signature about you um because i don't know there's so many artists that i've really really liked and then suddenly you know their their sound has evolved and um you know i've probably not liked you know but does the that is that still not to. necessarily a bad thing for the it's artist not a it, i guess it's not a yeah. bad thing for the artist but i'm heartbroken because <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i really liked that what happened and i'm like oh no it's like my relation it's like yeah. a breakup you know in a way so yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I'm definitely, which is I'm such a human that. thing which is yeah, such but, a human thing isn't it it's like we we outgrow each other and maybe yeah, maybe there's that like heartbreak of thinking, damn, I thought I knew you. <laughs> and, yeah. and now you're making something completely different. What happened to us? <laughs> I guess because yeah. music's so personal, right? We internalize that stuff mm. so much. Like it's one of those art forms or, or, or mediums that, yeah, it, well, for me anyway, like, I don't know, like you hear a song, it, it's, it can be so nostalgic. Like, like I guess the closest thing i would say is is scent like smell it like instantly takes you back to a moment in time on or, or a, yeah so yeah, i think that that is natural mess like i i definitely mm. feel that with artists you know yeah um aaron as a controversial comment yeah i want to hear your thoughts on this yeah oh wow. um okay <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm asking don't you set me you... up mess. <laughs> no no i'm not i'm not a lot you know just because you are a filmmaker so mm. how I've I've always I've personally moved between film and music, right? And yeah. I feel like music is the more superior art form. <laughs> I don't know why I'm not saying that with my chest. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah, saying yeah. With my chest, <laughs> but like I feel like it is because like you just you likened it to smell, to scent. Yeah, and I yeah. and I feel like there's something um, just intangible about music which like touches like our souls differently what what do you think about that yeah you know what it's so interesting that that's that's a great question by the way mess and i think that's like that's so layered and and i think about this all the time and and it's mm. i don't know if it comes from a place of like comparing but i think with music I'll, I'll start by saying whenever i see a performer do or an artist work in a field that I know I definitely can't enter. Like I have zero talent in that space. I love it because it doesn't feel like I could potentially do it. So I'm literally in awe and I'm a fan. So like whether it's poetry or like music performers on stage or mm. producers creating music, I'm like, wow, this is, and I can actually really appreciate the art form. Um, and I was thinking about this with film. I was just like, like I right now I'm, I'm, around working within i guess unscripted documentary and i'm like is this that creative i'm actually just putting a camera and shaping i'm retelling someone else's story um 
it's not coming like purely from within, like from nothing, right? Like as in like you're taking in your world surroundings and then you're kind of outputting in creativity, like mm. on, on the page. And I think, yeah, 100%, I think music and maybe writing specifically, music and writing, the, the, those those two, are, for me, feels the, the purest art form because the only time I, I had experienced that was when I wrote my short film and I fucking hated the writing process i found it so so hard but then when i kind of dissected it i was like it was super super vulnerable and when i look at my most creative work i think that piece of work that that kind of honest writing is so yeah and music is just that with even more layers yeah yeah but Adam, i am gonna definitely share something <laughs> push <As> back someone, <laughs> yeah, as someone who's a sucker for the marriage between the audio and visual space mm -hmm. i think even if you are someone who's taken somebody else's story but just how do you execute it in a way mm -hmm. that one can actually stay stuck to the screen um mm. how do you how do you use the right lenses the right lighting yeah. the movement the the angles the placement i think it's all so creative and it's so challenging and it's it's something that i personally am very very intrigued by at the moment yeah. in life um so kudos to you and i, I want to actually see your film the one that you wrote and and it's oh yeah. yes it's it's out on 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 youtube it's called the internship so it was this I don't know this is this is your episode so i feel like i don't want to hug up too much space but it's around um race class and and identity within fashion and film so yeah just just google uh, the internship short film and and it will pop up but to build on yeah. your your point there you're right i do feel film like what i, I guess what i was trying to vocalize was that film, I definitely think, is super craft-based. So, like, when I work as a director, I'm, like, it's got every element of creativity, right? So I'm working with mm -hmm. set designers. I'm working with people on the score, so actually producers and sound designers and vocalists sometimes and um, stylists and wardrobe. So it's, like, every different art form is actually put into a film. Mm. Um, but it's more of a collaboration, Whereas I feel like the yep. purest form was like that writing element and 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 the music kind of writing element as well. Um, mm. But yeah, it's not to downplay it. It's I guess maybe for me it just feels like a a different type of creation in a way. I think like no, when done kinda... well, the two. Oh, oh sorry, go go, Anisha. <laughs> go we're all, we're no, no, all firing on. <laughs> no, I just agree with Aaron when he said that there's so many creative people who are involved in bringing that piece of writing or vulnerability to life right and all of them are also you know creatively um adding on to the layers so um i've always been a very pro shine light on bts as well and like shine light on people who are like really um you know helping bring uh uh, the, mm. the vision to the forefront because they each person is individually a creative person as well so whether you're mm. like music festivals I mean like you have these different nooks and corners and you know people are creating so many different kind of stages and you know everything has yeah. either a personal experience or some sort of thought or something that has led to that creation um, on which 
you know, the artist is associated with and is going and performing, whether it's a stage or whether it's, you know, any other form of interaction that's taking place. So I think there is also uh, equal weightage uh, given to that side of creativity that the behind the scenes brings to the forefront as well. Mm. It's like the collaboration of all the different um, different mediums um, create a whole new thing isn't it yeah yeah exactly. yeah it's beautiful yeah um what i have a i have a question which was kind of kind of related to what we've been talking about but also thinking about um when earlier in this chat when both you anisha and gavio you were talking about thinking uh about how to put things out like strategy as well as you know chiming in with your your personal rhythm at the moment in india um how is an artist like you received and how much do you have to like strategize and what is the scope um with the music scene at the moment for an artist like you or for and beyond that for a pairing like as a as two women in music working together and creating um this vision anisha (laughs) you know I, I feel everyone is doing the same thing um in the world when we come, when we make music and when we we have a manager and then we have uh we have to perform and sell records or stream create music videos now the difference in india is i'm going to say the word the glass ceiling which is hmm. you're going to be doing the same things the same amount of effort and then you're going to go in for those five festivals that take place during a specific season and see the same people all over again that's one of the reasons why i'm not um i'm not okay just being in india at the moment and i want us all to have like uh, a utopic space for musicians where we come from different areas but we are able to share it in new regions new forms um mm. and right now the max level for an artist in india for myself i actually do not want to speak for other people because people have crossed over most artists who become big have managed to land sync opportunities in the bollywood space or the indie music space uh, for films and that gives yeah. them this huge catapult into stardom and bigger festival lineups and then taking the big stage etc um but for artists like myself we are singing in english and not in hindi mm. um our music is not the typical dance on it but is more emotional there's there're not as many opportunities unfortunately um and this is what i've experienced i'm really trying my best not to generalize anywhere <laughs> but my max level is just what i can do for myself the opportunities i can create for myself the hope of having brands sponsor me even though i'm not a big name um and it does take a lot of being at the right place at the right time with the right people networking in india because it's a very small industry i can hardly call it a industry it bollywood is an industry 
I think the independent space is it feels sometimes that it's like a bunch of friends helping one another. I'm going to get a little bit of flack for saying this, but <laughs> that's just how it it's really felt for me. Mm. And I mean it, which is why I was like fuck this, I'm going to try my best to afford <laughs> going somewhere else and see is is LA going to enjoy my music is the UK going to enjoy my music are there individuals from asian diaspora who are not living in the homegrown country and then will they welcome me um or will i always be a wallflower but it's it's mm. uh it's worth trying but anisha is it is it the same for you have i just um, have i just been an asshole right now no, no, no. <laughs> did i just bent <laughs> okay uh venting is just ingrained in creative people <laughs> it comes so naturally <laughs> to us um uh, i just think um you know it's really funny but like <clears throat> personally i've always wanted to be ahead of the curve with everything that i do and uh, i've realized that that becomes that i can sometimes you know be the hurdle for myself you know because it's like um as kavya mentioned because the industry is so small and you suddenly do something or suddenly you introduce a new form of genre by touring an artist who plays something different and then suddenly you see everyone catches up to it um and is booking the artists in a similar soundscape and then i'm like okay i need to jump to the next and you know when i get there and then everyone gets there i'm like okay i need to book someone who probably plays a completely different genre and uh, that you know just just that early adopter approach um it's a blessing and a curse you know because you're obviously being the one at the mm. forefront who is introducing people <laughs> to new new things uh but when you're doing it it's not popular and when it gets popular you want to move on um oh my gosh that's like it, the vein of our lives i think I know. We, you know me we can definitely so definitely it's just that. like i'm breaking my head on a wall being like i don't really know what to do but then i just have to follow what my heart says heart, yeah um and i think that's so brave to be honest sorry sorry to jump in i think that's such a brave and 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 you're you're staying so authentic so that can only be a good thing yeah i hope so i mean i think it definitely has i have seen it uh i have seen you know the results but i feel like that comes with a lot of risk taking that comes with you actually have to have like you have to be very centered you know like you can't mm. we we end up second guessing ourselves so much and when you're doing something like this that you know nobody else is doing um or at least you're trying to do something that nobody else is doing again i'm not trying to take away anything from anyone in the music industry at the end of the day mm. we're all putting in effort and we're all probably going through the same challenges and you know our mind is like messing with all our heads the same way but just the way i see my own personal journey i just feel that uh, you have to really 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 be centered and you cannot be swayed by what's happening around you so uh that comes with working on yourself that comes with like leaning to whatever that you know helps you be centered i mean for me it's my spiritual practice maybe for someone else it's like i don't know just kickboxing <laughs> or it could be anything um and 
I am so clear about that, that, you know, like, I am happy to be that risk taker. But then when, you know, you, again, how to, how how can you establish that balance when you're working with somebody else or when you have a team and to sort of understand that you could be on your own path and you could be crazy and do what you want to do. But then when there's a sense of responsibility and accountability and you have a partner by your side, you know, there has to be room for like, um meeting halfway if required or understanding the other person's you know perspectives and seeing how they perceive uh you know life in music or their world their music world and then try and understand that oh okay they look at things differently but that makes sense too or I could learn something from the other person and because I primarily worked by myself I've not got that opportunity to do that as often and it's so nice uh, working with Kavya, you know, although we're, like, we're aligned in so many ways, but sometimes she makes me see things in a different light. And I feel that is very much needed in order to, um, you know, just, uh, I don't know, uh, grow or just, uh, um, you know, you have to like, understand people's mindsets as well and stay true to what you do too so mm. it's always been a catch-22 situation like working in music's just been the most conflicting <laughs> head fuck experience <laughs> mind fuck <laughs> my life. Like, you, you know what I think like um, some, if for anyone that's listening and probably for Kavya and Aaron as well, I don't know if you guys know, but Anisha and I were part of the same cohort on uh, a cohort on the uh, BBC Asia Network residency. So we were the same mm. year on the same rotation. And a lot of what Anisha is saying um, like resonates with me primarily because we were in lockdown. And so like it was a quite a, a lonesome experience recording these shows uh, for me anyway, I'll speak for myself um, in, in 2020 into 2021, although super rewarding, also super creative, but really isolating. But then on the, like on the contrast, we're also broadcasting to the world. And so like all of those things combined, yeah, it was a head fuck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the fact that probably I started working with Kavya during lockdown as well was because there was just this need of like, I don't know, wanting to interact with somebody, um, not just to catch up with on a call, but to maybe discuss ideas with and work with. And I mean, I don't know if I sound like a loser, but a lot of my musical uh, journey as a professional has been quite lonesome. So it's just really nice to have Kavya by my side for sure. So thanks, Kavya. <laughs> Thank you. It's been lonesome for me too. Trust me, like being um, forcing oneself to, to produce their own music, to write their own music, to be like you want to be the jack of all trades, king of none sucks. No, mm. I would mm-hmm. say if anybody is listening to this as a musician, please find a community. Don't do everything on your own. Find the people yeah. you can share things with. And trust me, like a different perspective only leads to growth. Maybe a fight or two, but it's a good fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, you need that. You need that. Um, music is supposed to be a, a community building process. Um, and yeah, like... I think the whole world being on a pause was just a massive reminder 
that you know you shouldn't be doing these things on your own that you should just invite as many people to collaborate with as many perspectives to learn from and you know and then keep sharing and keep building and sharing that's actually one thing almas that really stood out to me when it came to dialed in um that there is a community that is so welcoming because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. something that i crave you know it's it's something i want to create but it's also some somewhere i want to be and mm-hmm. you know i feel something about working with anisha her second home being the uk makes me feel really positive about that flight i'm taking on the 3rd of april you know that there is going to be so many things to explore so many people to meet um a community to to be a part of amazing speaking of um community i'm going to segue into a question <laughs> that's burning on almas's side which is um <coughs> south by southwest <laughs> um, <laughs> which has a huge community there and a huge audience. Um, Mass, do you want to take over in the specifics? Yeah, I mean, just like you know, you've mentioned dialed in, and you just you were in Texas, right? South by Southwest, and now yeah. you're in LA, and then London. Um, how? What are your f- feelings after performing at South by Southwest, and then? I mean, you've you've kind of touched on preparing for Darden, but and so we'll get to that bit. But let's start with South by Southwest. How was that? Was that your first performance since, um, you know, we locked down and all of this jazz? And yeah, how was it? Um, so South by Southwest, little backstory is a place that I've been wanting to perform at for a very long time because a lot of the artists that I discovered were actually the ones that played at South by Southwest, and boom. something happened to them oh i discovered them which was my boom mm. um and so this was my first international gig um oh no oh, i had one <laughs> thank you but the first one in the states for sure yeah. and um the one major thing i took back from south by southwest was a new definition of support which is i saw individuals who didn't know anything about me attend the first gig and then following and reaching out and then maybe seven to eight times the crowd was there for the the next gig oh, oh wow they weren't joking they knew <laughs> the songs they knew um they i had a storytelling process to my set so they knew about that they were screaming back at me and they had this you know sometimes you're scared if we're the only ones going woohoo or clapping but they were just like no fucks given i want to interact with this artist she's from yeah. india i'm never going to see her again oh no <laughs> you'll see me again but um, <laughs> just this like bravado of of showing support and love was absolutely divine like i i uh, that was such an amazing experience for me um i feel very very humbled and lucky and now i just want to make my storytelling process ever so more stronger because i was trying it for the first time you know you you play your songs then you tell what they're about but you would always link one song to the other and then there's this 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 knowledge about the artist apart from what you see on social media apart from what you hear on your streaming platforms and so it's it's something I mean I get to take back and I get to develop 
and that's a sense of confidence that I I took home. Yeah. Yeah, I think the intention is just to now do more of these. Um, yeah, it's like we take a we take a leap of faith, right? You get selected for a showcase, you go there, you just get the opportunity to perform at the showcase, but. Um, I think both of us want to see like a massive door flyer, you know, US door, EU door, UK door. I mean, it's so normal. (laughs) It's so normal. It's so normal to like, you know, um, see that with the artists that we look up to and aspire. But like, that's literally, you know, how I visualize it. Like we have to be like dooring everywhere um, where, you know, everything is sort of covered for everything is sort of taken care of you know right now we're happy to like take risks I mean I don't know I've been coming to the UK for gazillion years after moving back always (laughs) like investing time money energy and like just with the hope of it's all going to come around and you know pay off sometime Um, and it still hasn't to uh, how I would ideally like it but uh you know, you you got to keep pushing, man. It's too late mm-hmm. to give up now. We're too, mm-hmm. we're too neck deep into it. I mean, singing since 14, working in the industry since eight years. I mean, you can't, you can't like turn back right now. You can't turn mm-hmm. that off, can you? Mm-hmm. If, if it's any con- consolation, I think like from, I don't know about Almas, I'm sure she's going to echo it. But like from, from me and especially working in this space over the last two years on the pod, I definitely feel the scene, the community, like everything is is really just bubbling up. And like to echo your words as well, Kevin, like there's definitely like a, a real genuine, authentic support. There's a desire to to see the community win, which I've never felt before. I, definitely over here anyway. And and there's this kind of, you know, even this episode is is kind of embodying it, but a, a real link between the diasporas again now that I've never seen or felt before so um no it makes me really really hopeful and i think i think yeah i think there's going to be some amazing stuff kind of moving forward that's music to my ears (laughs) (laughs) i think so i i do agree i think um you know even the fact that we're having this conversation across three different time zones um is is one thing i think aaron i don't know about you but 10 years ago i i would never have thought that i would have been making friends um back home wherever mm. back home means for anyone from the south asian diaspora um but for me personally I, it's with my family india was like presented as a real like sort of conservative thing that my grandparents had left behind um and there was a lot of trauma in that migration story and so because of that I think you know it's taken me like to be active in like coming over active in meeting people active in like being curious Mm -hmm. um and you know we have the internet we've got the arts all of this stuff and then we've got a festival like dialed in which um to my knowledge it's the first of its kind um and it's there's just so many brown people <laughs> and, yeah. and it's, like, got, it's got so much heat on it though like it's the, i don't know it's one of those things that has like a unique energy you know yeah it feels like <laughs> it feels so like odd but in a good good way odd to have something that we have actual ownership over 
I think, mm. like, and, and I'm not necessarily just talking about the festival. I'm talking about the collective culture, like where we're learning about each other. There's obviously going to be so many different moving parts of South Asian identity that I think we're yet to still uncover. Um, but that whole process is is really energizing. And speaking to both uh, both you, Kavya and Anisha, I'm just like, I, first of all, I can't wait for you to get to London because we're going to be hanging out. Um, and, and also, like, Aaron Rubin and I really want to come over to India and learn and explore and just, you know, like, connect on a creative level. And the fact that we can do that um, through mm. and art and creativity being, like, one of the vessels that we're doing it through is, to me, out of, out of this world. I mean, you, I'm just going to lay it out for both Almas, Aaron and Ruben. You guys have a home in Delhi. And you have a home in Bombay. Because I live in Bombay and Kavya is in Delhi. Part-time Goa, oh, wow. so you can juggle I, around. I, I, I honestly can't wait. I don't know if Almas even knows, but I'm kind of fleshing out um, a treatment on what a, a kind of a web series or a TV show would be for the pod and it's one of the one of the ideas is framing us going back and kind of connecting the diaspora and us kind of reconnecting with the culture so you've heard it here like hopefully <laughs> that, this, oh, that's our research trip i i i'm sold i'm gonna watch it and rewatch it and if you need well, any you're probably help, gonna be in it <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> done sign seal delivered but it's so funny almas because you were talking about um um, you know, wherever, whatever, wherever, you know, South Asians think home is, I mean, we might be, and I mean, I mean, Kavya would definitely please add, add on to it. I mean, we, we live in India and like, I mean, especially the independent music scene, um, you know, if you go to like an, ele- like an electronic gig and at least this was a few years ago, maybe, or like two, three years ago. Um, and if someone is, you know, probably dropping a, Bollywood mashup or like a remix and people just be like oh my god what what is this and then you see the other side of the world where you have British South Asians absolutely embracing Bollywood and smashing it in their club sets I think you know because of whatever you know, there's so much history between India and the UK and we've gone through so much it's been so confusing um, even though we might be like South Asian South Asian and it's just like you know that made me think that oh did it did it did we have to see who need drop a Bollywood track for us to be like you know for artists to start uh, implementing it in their sets or you know like why couldn't we embrace our own culture earlier um and at the same time uh you know stick to what we want to do if like for example if, Ka- if for Kavya she wants to sing in English but she wouldn't want to be you know, she wouldn't want that to get in the way um, because she is South Asian or Indian. Mm-hmm. So it's been so mm-hmm. confusing for us as well because we want to do what we want to do. We also want to embrace our roots. And then you have people who look down upon it and then you see people on the other side of the world embracing it. It's just... Uh... It's a mind fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah, it. The- yeah that's the thing I was I came here in 2017 and I had a conversation with someone from a label side of place and they said that hey you're from India make it easier to you know box you dress a certain way sing a certain way Mm -hmm. and it'll be easy for 
us to work with you. Boo. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I want to be Indian because I am Indian and sing the way I want to sing. Um, so yeah, it's been a mindfuck because um, only about like a few years ago, I was introduced to the concept of my partner singing Indian and Hindustani classical khayal music at my house. And over the years, I've been thinking like, shit, this sounds really good. Why was I fighting it? You know, mm. why was I trying to be global? Um, embracing yourself is also global. Um, and I don't know, maybe Anisha, we, we might have to put one of our, uh, one of the new tracks will have to have some Tanpura in it. Yeah. it's just it's my reality now it's not something i'm trying to use as a symbol of identification but it's something i've experienced for the past five years on a daily basis which is why i'm comfortable with it but you're so right anisha what you said is is i mean i mean i feel like all of our conversations are like mind fuck <laughs> 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 I think that's where we land though. there's definitely been like a strong fascination for the western world as being on the other side but at the same time um you know we need to realize that we're at par we're all equal i think mm. like and, and and that's our mm. responsibility we've done it you know we've put things up on a pedestal mm. thinking that's where everything's at and then we've not realized uh, the the magic that we hold in our own hands where we are um and we can hold that magic and we can still uh you know uh, achieve our desires and fascination on the other side of the globe as well so it's about doing both but not like one you know proceeding at the cost of the other so yeah i think that's so beautiful like so layered so complex and um recognizing your own beauty while also recognizing someone else's is a major major key um and it, yes it's a mind fuck and yes it's a head fuck and actually one of the things that were at the beginning of the pod this was almost this was two years ago actually um where i remember reflecting to one of my friends saying Yo, like I haven't even begun to unpack South Asian, what South Asian identity means to me, but to be able to do so with two other South Asian people is something else that I haven't been able to do. So it really is a like a privilege and an honor to be able to just have this dialogue with each other um, because there's obviously so many layers to to kind of just get under, you know, and we'll probably will, this, this is probably part of our life's work. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're coming to the end of our episode in a minute. Um, and, you know, in, in, the, in the immediate future and then in the long term, what are you both excited for, for yourselves and to see where the culture goes? Gavya's new album. <laughs> Anisha's got the the manager hat on. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Gavia, let's talk about your album. Like, what's come? Is it coming out soon? Are you like in works oh. of it? Is it in conceptual stage? 
So um, I was actually writing my album long ago and then, you know, as one has it, you need to have a laptop crash, you need to have your hard drives <laughs> die on you, you need to, you need to fall on the road and, and then you need to pick yourself up. But I, um, I am in the midst of writing my album with a few very important insights. One is I want to collaborate with artists and I don't want to do this in isolation anymore. Two, I want to show the fun side of me and I'm done being, okay, a little bit of somber is obviously going to be there, but I want to start <laughs> celebrating the, the, the lighter side of me, the, you know, the one that dances and makes fun of oneself and feels embarrassed and then is emotional. And um, I think we, I, I don't know if it's safe for me to say this on record, but I think we'll see the album hints around next year uh, to be safe. Mm. I don't want to rush into anything. I, I already have a few collaborations in the pipelines right now and I want to give my heart and soul. And it's an album. It's a body of work. So I want to mm. go slow and steady. Um, but I promise I'll send demos your way. So, yeah. That's so <laughs> exciting. That's that's massively exciting, and um, it sounds like it's going to be quite a like significant body of work for me. Yeah. <laughs> <I hope so>. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Anisha? What have you got planned um, in the next few? Um, so I have been mulling about, uh, do I want to get back into touring or not? Uh, I just felt the lockdown opened up so many more opportunities from like working with Kavya to radio presenting. And, um, actually before the lockdown happened in 2019, my last international trip, I mean, I'm such a sucker for travel. My last trip was, um, to Uganda when I went to attend Nege Nege Festival and it was just a friend and I and we put together a documentary because just because no reason um just because we're in Africa mm. and it was just so fascinating to be in Africa um that festival is think... like top on my list of festivals to go to like everyone says like it is life-changing it is life-changing. Um, it's absolutely incredible. It was a lot of hard work for us. We were just pretty much working nonstop. It was just the last day where we got to like have fun. And it was really nice to sort of meet people and build connections. Um, I really feel I thrive the most when I'm on the move. I don't know if it's going to come back and bite me in the ass because I know traveling can really be super exhausting as well. But I feel like that's where I come alive. Uh, and I would really love to see if I could do more of that and, um, you know, capture uh, interesting festivals or like collectives or like people um, who are just doing cool stuff. Um, and then how I can marry all of that with everything else, you know, if I connect myself for like, you know, even if it's working at a festival, because I did that one summer where I worked across four festivals in the UK and EU, and it was the most, uh, it was a great learning experience. There were lots of ups and downs, but, you know, in the end, you're just like, okay, this was great. And 
that's when you realize when you put yourself out there and when you're actually meeting and connecting with people, you can just join the dots because you do so many different things. You could do a radio show there. You could figure, oh, hey, you get to meet some promoters and venues. You can discuss about how your artists could play there. You could maybe do a showcase at the festival. Conversations, like ideas just start, uh, you know, uh, erupting on how you can just join the dots with everything that you do. Hmm. So I think even though I even though I do multiple things and even Kavya will agree, even though she does multiple things, we always find a way to see how one can help the other and vice versa. And uh, nothing really set in stone. There are a couple of artists I want to work with and bring down to India. I'm definitely, you know, leaning towards bringing uh, female artists. I kind of want to work more with women. Um, just because I feel I'm enjoying it. Um, and I want to kind of bring, uh, you know, more of uh, uh, interesting uh, female artists down to India and tour with them. Touring is also giving me, touring again is also giving me a little bit of anxiety because it's always been extremely stressful. And uh, what you go back with at the end of a tour uh monetarily is just a baby ride pretty much sometimes you you know you've come back home and you've got enough in the bank and sometimes you you're minus you've lost money you know so um i'm still figuring things out as long as um i'm just creating value with whatever i do and as long as i'm just uh i don't know inspiring people and surrounding myself with people who inspire me I think I'm good that's amazing and really energizing and you've got I can see how your mind is like connecting all the different dots while also being super curious at the same time Mm. yeah it's really really lovely um Aaron have you got any sort of final thoughts or reflections before we um head out not really but just to say that i'm super excited to like you know what i'm kind of still not sure if i'll be able to make it into darling because i'm off to la just after but this has made me really want to like force it um and and attend but like i guess yeah it's just to be say that i'm super i don't know hopeful about where the industry is going um and this kind of cross collaboration and us all taking ownership of our creativity within the community and i'm yeah i'm just excited and to see how how all the fruits of our labor is going to finally blossom over the next few years when are you back i am back uh on the 18th okay so we're still going to be around so we should okay up for sure 100 percent. let's yeah, do it amazing. done Link up in one time zone. I'm so excited, and then I'm gonna be in. Uh, I'm gonna be in Delhi for all of um, May, and um, probably be going to Mumbai as well, and moving across different cities. So, whether it's like culturally, musically, friendship-wise, whatever it is, I think there's gonna be a lot of crossover, and this makes me so excited. And if anyone's listening and you're thinking, you know, I want to maybe go to Pakistan or I want to go to Bangladesh, I want to go to India, wherever it is, just go and do it because you will find friends. Yeah. 100%. Like you will find like minded people. You'll find probably pieces of yourself that you didn't even know um, what needed to be sort of, you know, lit up. And they'll, and, 
finding yeah finding soulmates across the world is is one of the best things ever um realizing you're a global citizen that is it that's literally it (laughs) oh so thank you so much um anisha and kafia thank you thank you. you It's been brilliant chatting and I cannot wait to see Kavya, you perform and Anisha, you're, you're performing as well at Dialed In. Both of you are on the lineup. Actually, actually we just found out that um, it's so funny. They're going to be like um, just playing tunes in between uh, the changeovers of the live sets, uh, which is uh, uh, really exciting. Um, uh, it's really cool because we kind of get to do a bit of like selector slash, uh, you know, mixing thing. Because I actually am not a DJ. I just like curate tunes and that's it. Um, and that was uh, what I wanted to sort of go with. And I'm super excited to just sort of um, uh, have that kind of space to be able to do that. But yeah, Kavya. So be- so Kavya is performing live. And yeah. Anisha will be selecting and mixing in between. With Rohan. With Rohan. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're going to be together. So both again, again, like super inspiring to see you both in your own artistic spaces and then also collaborating in the business of music. I think that is one of my biggest take-homes is how to exist as an individual and also how to exist in a co-collaborative kind of vibe. So thank you so much. Thank you, Alma, Sanadin, and Anisha. Thank you. It's been Love a pleasure. Cheers. All right. See you guys soon. Bye. What is this behavior? All right, all right, all right. Um, I'm feeling so energized after speaking to Kavya and Anisha, man. One, I learned a lot about the music industry as well as an insight into music in India at the moment at least through Kavya and Anisha's experience anyway, you know. Um, We must be careful not to homogenize each other. I was particularly fascinated with how much Anisha thinks super expansively and I find that so comforting as oftentimes I feel like my mind kind of travels a lot and it was really nice to see and hear and feel that. Another moment in the conversation was hearing Kavya recount her experience of performing at South by Southwest and really deepen the power of music, having people come back, knowing your songs, connecting with you over energy that you're creatively expressing. I love hearing people be fearless with their expression and I hope if you're listening, you too write that song, paint that picture, pick up that guitar, whatever it is you wanna do to express your inner feeling. It was particularly warm at the the top of the episode as well to um, hear their intros of each other and a testament to how we as the new gen or the next gen or the current gen really um, are shaping what we want business to look like. And it makes me hopeful for the future of music and music business. You can find Kavya online. Kavya's handle is at K-A-V-Y-A-T-R-E-H-A-N. And you can also find Anisha Kotwani, which is spelled at A-N-E-E-S-H-A-K-O-T-W-A-N-I. And through Anisha's profile, you can also find the Wavelength page as well. 
to stay up to date with us, feel free to follow us on IG at What Is This Behaviour Podcast. Our website is whatisthisbehaviourpodcast.com. Give us a little rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And hopefully we'll be seeing some of you at Dialed In in London this weekend. If you do see us, come and say hi. We won't air you. We'll probably want to have a little bit of a chat. And the only reason why we might not is if the tunes are just doing too much. Do you know what I mean? If you see me losing my mind, join me. So until our next episode, which will be post-dialed in, stay blessed, stay hydrated, and keep freeing up the realness. Take care. I'm Al Masbadat. This is What Is This Behaviour podcast. Love. What is this behaviour? Do you want it? You're dying for it!